So tonight we continue with heavenly perspective because that's what the prophet of the house uh, set in motion before he left. And uh, the, the, the basis of that, that um, is Colossians. Let's go to Colossians 2. Sorry, Colossians 3, 1 in the Passion Translation. Colossians 3, 1 to 2. In the Passion, yeah. <clears throat> it says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. So we will continue. This is a scripture that pastor has used a lot and uh, expounded on our, the importance of us setting our lives according to the word of God. Uh, realities of heaven are found in the word. Minus the word, I don't know what <laughs> the reality will be because heaven is about the word. So, and, and remember when the disciples asked Jesus' teachers how to pray, he told them that the first beginning was that his will, which is his word, his will is his word. He said, pray that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the realities of heaven is the word. And that's why we want to uh, comprehend it so that we can live on earth as if we are living in heaven. Uh, so I have been thinking about that word perspective and I, I looked in the dictionary and there are several uh, definitions. It's a standpoint, it's, it's a... Sorry, it's a viewpoint. It's, but what stood out for me is a phrase that says that it's the way you see things as a result of who you are and what you do. Perspective is the way you see things as a result of who you are. And, and I remembered that Colossians 3.1. Let's, uh, if you can... Flip back. It says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. So that's who we are. We've been resurrected in Christ. In fact, if you go to the New King James Version, it says, uh, that Colossians 3.1, if then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. So that's who we are. We are the ones that have been raised up with Christ. We are the ones that are seated together with Christ. We are the ones that ought to be seeking those things. Okay? The things of uh, the realities of heaven. And, and therefore, I can say that it's possible, uh, uh, yeah, it's possible for two people to face the same situation and have very different perspectives on the particular situation based on what? Based on who they are and what they do. 
It's possible. The same situation, but the reaction of the people will be very different. Why? Your perspective informs your perception. Okay? Your perspective to a thing informs how you will perceive it. That's why two people experiencing the same thing, one will perceive it this way, another one will perceive it another way. And uh, perception, of course, is insight or it's understanding. It's the conviction that you have when you experience something. That, that, that becomes your perception and you think this is the way I, I ought to do this. So then I will say what you perceive in a situation will determine what you do or not do with the situation. So perception is very critical in our Christian life. So when we are being encouraged to have a perspective of heaven, because that perspective that we will have will be critical in informing what we will do how we will be responding, how we were taking the action. The same situation, two people will take different actions. Let me uh, give this example, maybe it will explain further. A um, couple of many years, actually, I keep thinking that uh, time is not moving, yet it's moving. I don't know when you grow old, you're just like time. <laughs> yeah. So. Several years ago, I, I was based in Switzerland then. I had a friend come from Kenya. They were transitioning, actually. They, they were going to, U, uh, to USA, but they decided to come and visit me since I was there. They said, ah, let me take advantage and come and visit this country I've never been. So they came, stayed a couple of days. Then on the day they were leaving, we went to the airport, and you know just how, let me say, it's a cultural thing. Kenyans and time doesn't work, didn't work very well then. Let me make confession that it's working now. <laughs> didn't work very well. So they are dragging, and I'm saying, you know, you'll be left by your flight. And they were to leave in, in the evening so that they can connect to another flight the following morning to go to US, they were, but they were connecting through via London. So they were leaving the city I was living in to travel to London, spend the night there, and then travel early morning with a BA flight to uh, New York. So I, I told them, we, we, let's, let's move qu quickly, because I know how European people work with time. They say, ah, we have a lot of time. I said, no, 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 we don't have a lot of time. But you know, you can't keep forcing adults to do what they don't want to do, especially if they are Kenyans. So we went, me, in my heart I'm thinking, you're going to, you're going, you're going to be left. But ah, no, no, they can't leave. There is a lot of time. There is a lot. But this is the thing. To them there was a lot of time because they are used to, if you are late at JKIA, you can go and bulldoze your way and tell people, I'm late, excuse me, I'm late. And then somehow, because Kenyans are gracious, they will just let you pass because you look disorganized. How come you are late, but we are nice, we'll just let you go. So I think that was the mindset they, they had. But I knew, you're, and especially Switzerland, they are organized. Nobody, nobody would ever dare jump a line. 
you cannot explain to nobody how you got late. So anyway, so we went. When, as we arrived at the check-in check counter, his uh, name was being called from, uh, because from the inside, because they could see they had checked in, we had checked in online, but now we needed to load the luggage. So they, they, they are calling the name, and, and they, are, they are like, oh my goodness, they are calling my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's such a huge security queue. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, no, but they have to let me. I said, nobody will let you. You're in Europe. So he, he was trying to insist. The security people came, said, excuse me, sir. And you know, they are very gracious. Excuse me, sir. What's the commotion? And he's trying to explain. But did you check your ticket? Did you check what time you're supposed to have checked in? And they're trying to explain. And he was so Anyway, to cut a wrong story short, he didn't go with the flight, okay? And he's supposed to connect, to go, to go spend in London, connect to the flights to uh, New York. And this was the last flight from this location, as living in a city called Basel. So this was the last flight to, to go to London. So now, what do we do? So we went back home. Now me, I'm thinking, because of that, I, I'm trying to explain your pers perspective can be based on who you are and what you do. So them, they know that the only person that can organize your travel is a travel agent. And their travel agent is in Kenya. And now they are stuck in Switzerland. And tomorrow they are needing to go. And if you don't connect the flight at Heathrow, that's a whole leg you will have to pay. So when we get their reaction, is they freeze. So we got home, he get into the bed. And I'm thinking, you're sleeping. You, are you have been left. You need to think, what train should I take? probably to go to a bigger city so that you can take a later flight. But then they are asleep. And I'm thinking, my goodness, now what will happen? Because tomorrow me, I'm going to work. Because I was working. So, and the, the, the other person who they had come with that was staying a little longer, they couldn't help either because they are all visitors. So I said, so I realized this one has frozen. So what I did is because of my, my perspective about issues is that I, I switched to an urgent mode. I had one of my performance appraisals was that I work best under pressure. So when there is pressure, my thinking mode starts running and I can go a thousand steps when there is pressure. So me, I thought about it, went online, checked what we can do, booked a train tomorrow morning, very early in the morning for, for them to leave the city I was to go to Zurich and that early there was a flight from Zurich to go to London and they were going to be able to make to meet their flight. So when I'm doing all this, they are asleep, seriously asleep. And me, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, who, who lives like this? So me, I did everything, I paid everything. Luckily, it was online, I paid with my credit card. And I even booked the, the uh, 
because they didn't know the city. So I would have had to take them. So I even booked a, a, a cab to come pick them that early in the morning, take them to the train. The train takes them to Zurich. Then they get the flight to London. Then they can connect. Because I was working, my, my, the la, my last job was a global mobility manager. And as a global mobility manager, you manage expatriates movements. So there is a lot of organization to do. And most of the things are chaotic to an extent because you're dealing with somebody in Asia and they are probably moving to America and there's a lot of connections to do. So because of what I do, I had a perception that there are things you can touch to make things happen. So when they woke up, now when they woke up, they are thinking, so what will I do? Will I have to go back to Nairobi and rebook the whole trip again? Do you see what I'm saying? The same situation, two people will react based on their perception. That's why having a heavenly reality is so beneficial to our lives because our reaction will be in line with the word of God. What somebody else will be aligning to, uh, what shall I do? You know, what shall I do is still a decision, but it, it's only that it's not moving you. You're stagnant, but you have made a decision. So, sorry, it, 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 it was a long explanation, but I hope you have gotten it. Yeah, so a situation, excuse me, a situation that could have been disastrous, I was able to mitigate it because I had the knowledge and I had the access. Having heavenly reality and heavenly perspective prepares you for access when there is attack. You understand? An attack can come to a group of people, but the outcome will depend on how prepared they are and how knowledgeable they are. Okay? So your, your, uh, then I will say your perspective plays a key role in your success or failure. How do we have major ministries, major ministries that are doing uh, wonderful work for the kingdom of God? How do we have organizations and industries that are so successful that are running the economy of nations? Where did they begin? Perception. Somebody perceived something at one point. And when they perceived whatever they perceived, they were willing to carry it through. So perception does not necessarily give you the full picture. But it helps you know what direction you ought to focus on. So having a heavenly perspective kind of narrows your focus so that you understand this is my path and this is the direction that God would like my life to go th uh, uh, to follow through. Then what is critical then to ensure the perception that you are having flourishes in the way that God would like it to, ha to, ha uh, to happen? It takes obedience. 
The key word is obedience to your perception. Obedience. Why? Because obedience will unravel what you perceive. Perceives. Everybody perceives something. Everybody perceives something. If not so, the saying that says that an empty mind is a devil's workshop, it will become a reality. Everybody perceives something. The difference is, what do you do with what you perceive? So, yes, I look at the said, why don't we homeschool them? That was a perception. But because the perception came, she, we, she, she obeyed to make it happen. And lo and behold, look what we have now. I believe before long, it will be a full phrase uh, school by the masses of God. You look at what has happened at our home, the, the lives of the many children that have been impacted. How did it begin? It wasn't a blueprint on the plan of her calling. It was a perception that she perceived within her heart and she obeyed what she perceived, isn't it? So we are grateful for our pastors for being obedient to what they perceive. And I believe if God grants us many more years, there is no telling to what this will become. I believe one day it will be a huge compass, a huge compass, because the, the unraveling of perception depends on continuous obedience. Okay? Uh, and and, and, and uh, as we keep obeying, more perception is developed for greater insight until we break the barrier. Are we still... Uh, believing for barrier breaking this year, then we have to be very keen to listen to what heaven is telling us to, uh, uh, to focus on. Let's go to Luke 17, sorry, Luke 19, 17 in the Amplified Classic. I want to look at uh, one individual here who was able to do what he perceived. Luke 19, 17 in the Amplified Classic. Do you have it? Yes. And this is what it says. And he said to him, you know that this, this, this whole story is about uh, the, the, the stewards that were, give, uh, were given uh, talents. And here it says, and he said to him, the, the steward that was able to invest and to multiply. And he said to him, well done, excellent bond servant, because you have been faithful and trustworthy in a very little thing, you shall have authority over 10 cities. So I said perception does not necessarily give you the full picture. It is the beginning, but progressively it grows and increases corresponding to your obedience, okay? So we see this, this, this steward was given 10 more cities to rule, and the other one was denied even what he had because he was not a good steward. He did not obey. He was scared. He was afraid. His response was based on his perception. He perceived like us. That's a perception. Well, this other one perceived very differently. So then I want to emphasize this, that we must take keen interest in doing little things. That is so critical. Anybody who wants to break barriers, please don't just go to the gate of bronze and start breaking the barrier there. 
we have to be very intentional to pay keen interest in doing the little things that the Holy Spirit will prompt within us. If you want to enlarge, don't ignore secret obedience. It starts from the little things. If you obey, if you're not obeying the little things, don't even pray to enlarge. Because what will be your build up? Everything is built on a structure, isn't it? When they want to do a building, they start with the foundation. It's not a joy to do the foundation. It's a, it's, it's a dirty work, but it is the base for the building. So do not ignore the little things if you want to break barriers. Why? Because God trains us in the unimportant perceptions. He's testing our commitment to where, where he wants to take us. He trains us with the unimportant perceptions to prepare us for the major ones. Isn't it? That's what uh, that scripture says. If you're not faithful with the little, you cannot be trusted with much. So then I would say, even though it looks unimportant to you, to us, even though it looks unimportant, because God is involved in it, even at that low level, you ought to make a big deal of it. So whatever God places before you to do, to do please don't even think or discuss about and why this low level? And why are we starting this far? But do you not consider how knowledgeable I am? Can you not see all the experience I bring? God will always start us somewhere because he wants to test our obedience. It's not because he doesn't know we have what it takes, but he wants to see what is your level of obedience. So you have, because he's involved, you have to make it a big deal. De nothing about God is small. Nothing. Nothing about God is small. It may look small to us. Cleaning the toilet is not small to God. I know or I've heard of major ministers who became big and built humongous ministries and they started with a, a toilet ministry. Nothing about God is more. That's why every creation of God is complete. You look at, I don't know what they are called, I call them sisimisi. It's the only Swahili word I know, sisimisi. So Mrs. Kabaji should clap for me. I know a Swahili creature, Sisimisi. And the only reason I know it is because it's what my youngest son, he used to run after them. We called them the Giriri. I don't know the English word. So the Giriri and Sisimisi are just the same. And he used to run after them. And I had a wonderful Taita house girl, and she's the one who told me, they are called Sisimisi. So I know Sisimisi. So even Sisimisi, to God is complete. You understand? That the, to God, everything is big. Because the Bible says, whatever God did, he saw it and it was good. So we have to make a, a big deal of everything. Perception does not happen in the mind. You have to know this, please. You have, you have to remember this. Perception does not happen in the mind. So please don't seek to grasp it naturally. If you try to marry the supernatural 
from your natural perception, you will mess the whole deal. Because perception is a, is, is a hard process. Perception is a hard process. It's not a mind thing, okay? It needs, this is the, the reason, it needs spiritual prayers. If, you're, if you're, what you're perceiving will have to evolve and become, then you have to um, uh, incorporate spiritual prayers. Without spiritual prayers, you can carry your perception to your grave. That's why they say the grave is the most, uh, uh, is the richest uh, uh, st storehouse. Every, but many people took their, their visions to the grave. They had the perception, but they didn't do anything with it. Now, for, for, for starters, they didn't pray about it. So they were trying to organize it in the mind. And many things are interfered with at the mind level. So what you perceive needs spiritual prayers. This is the thing. Then you, because you'll ask me, how come heathen people make all these major industries and this success? The majority of those people are into meditation. <laughs> they meditated. <laughs> They're not praying spiritual prayers. But remember, the spiritual realm is the spiritual realm. So they will contact it somehow in their warped meditation. And they make it. Okay? But for a Christian, you have to uh, employ spiritual prayers for what you are perceiving to become a reality and, and, and then it can flourish. Okay? So that's why then I will say disobedience is a mind game. Anybody who has, is perceiving something and they are disobeying, it's because they are playing a, a, a mind game with what they are hearing. Anytime you hear something and it, it can't leave you and you're pondering about it, but then you start making it in your mind format, then you know what you do? You interfere with that process. The best way is to pray in tongues. You remember before we ended the year, Pastor gave us a phrase. You pray more to do what? To gain more. You pray more to gain more. So prayer, more prayer will uh, 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 reveal more to you. So whatever you are perceiving when it's prayed for with an intent, don't just pray to pray. Pray with an intent, please. So when you pray about it, it will develop and it will evolve. So disobedience is a mind game. What does it do? You start analyzing, you start reasoning, you start asking what if. Every time you, you hear from the Holy Spirit and you start asking what if, you know what you're doing? You're questioning his voice. You cannot question his voice and walk together. Because who is supposed to be leading? It is him who is supposed to be leading. So if we find ourselves questioning the Holy Spirit by analyzing and wondering and what if, then you know what will happen? You leave the file and let you handle it in your mind format. Okay? So you, we, we need to recognize that, again, I will repeat, there is no faith in the mind. Faith is not of the mind. So there is no faith in the mind. Don't let your perception rest in your mind because the mind has no faith. That's why it has to be renewed daily and, and continuously through the day. 
because perception is a hard process. So don't let your mind trip you with wondering, okay? Listen to what Paul said in helping us on staying within the, the realm of the heavenly realities. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10 in the Passion Translation. It's a scripture that we, we usually pray with. Uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 6 in the Passion Translation. This is what it says. That for although we live in the natural realm, do we live on earth? Yes, we live on earth. We don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive, deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that a bow in obedience to the anointed one. What do you, we do with thoughts? We, we lay them up every day. I thought we read that. All right. Since we are armed with such dynamic weapon, weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose. So obedience is, is the magic word. As soon as we employ complete obedience, our weapons become activated. Okay. So our greatest battle then is in the mind. Why? Because the devil works tirelessly to interrupt the heavenly perceptions in an attempt to derail us. That's his uh, major calling. The devil's major calling is to, to derail us. <laughs> and he's not sorry about it, but we already know who we are. So we have the weapons with us. Okay? Uh, <clears throat> so what will he do? How will, will he do this? He will suggest manipulative ways to achieve our aims and our goals. That's what he does. And he does it in the mind. So this is it. I can feel, I can feel that I'm supposed to be a business person and I should put up this business. But if you're not praying about it in tongues, you know what will happen. He will start floating ideas, and the ideas will come very easily and subtly. And what will it be? Oh, the businesses in Kenya, you cannot run a business unless you bribe this one, and bribe this one, and bribe this one, and sleep with this one. That's what happens, isn't it? So before you, because you had, you had the idea, the perception was there, because you did not present it to the helper. Remember, he's the one who aids us. Because you didn't present it to the helper and made intercessory prayers to make it, bath it into the realm of the natural, the enemy takes advantage. And he starts giving you ideas. He starts manipulating with your mind. This is how things are done. Okay? And, 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 and that's one way he will do it. He will suggest manipulative ways. 
that and uh, and he will make to some people even though they 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 can hear they can hear that there is a, a, a perception for me to be in this ministry or in this service or to be uh, uh, aiding in this part of the ministry, they will think they are too important for those low-level works. <laughs> That's how you find that you can have a church full of people, but people, only a few people keep serving. January to December, January to December, year after year, and you are wondering, and what is happening to the others? They're too important for those little things. Not that they haven't had. Remember, God is the one who is, is the one who gives uh, uh, ministries and callings to people. But if you're too important to take up your, your role, what will happen? It will stay unoccupied, or God will replace it with the people that he actually were not in line, but because they are obedient, they, then they are pushed forward. Okay? So we have to be careful about letting things float in the mind and reasoning about them in, uh, them in the mind. This is what our pursuit is. That scripture told us. Our pursuit is the true knowledge of God. Heavenly reality not theories and reasonings. Let, let's read that verse 6 in the New King James Version, please. I liked how it put it. It said, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So how is obedience fulfilled? Punish your disobedience. Mm -hmm. So deal with yourself. Deal with your mental faculty. Deal with your physical faculties. Tell yourself, I know what the Spirit is saying. I will not let these other faculties to take preeminence. So I'll follow what the Spirit is saying to me. So deal with your disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And this is what I found. The more you obey, the easier it becomes to obey. Have you found that, Dad? The more you came to Saturdays, maybe when you began and somebody was saying, if you must join the choir, you're here on Saturday, you're here on Sunday, you're here on, I don't know. The, and at first you're thinking, I do not have a life. But the, more <laughs> but the more you did it, the more your body just it agreed. Yeah. So when your obedience is fulfilled, your disobedience go. So which is the starting point? Just do. When you do, you will not not do, if that is correct English, okay? When you do, you will not not do, okay? So then I will, I, 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 I'm right to say that our weapon of warfare is obedience to the word. That's the, the, the weapon of warfare. We can keep looking for demolishing this, this, uprooting this, uh, throwing away this, all that is good, but the key weapon, key weapon of warfare is obedience to the word of God. And so I will say we win when we pray, we win when we serve, we win when we do good works, we win when we give, we win. When we obey the word, we win all through. Whichever direction you face, 
you recognize you're winning. You're winning, you're winning, you're winning, you're winning. It's time to give, you're winning. It's time to serve, you're winning. It's time to go visit somebody, you're winning. You will never lose obeying the word of God. Never. It doesn't happen. That's why the scripture says that in him we live and move and have our being. Who is him? Is the word. In the word we live, in the word we move, in the word we elevate the word of God in our lives. There's nothing that we cannot win. There's no situation that can be over us. Why? Because we are above and not beneath. We are the head and not the tail. Isn't it? Because we are obeying the word of God. Our obedience to what we perceive then in the spirit will end up linking blessings to us and others. That's how we break barriers. Our obedience is the link. If without obedience, we can keep rotating at the same mountain. So then that's how we become world changers, through obedience. Without obedience, without obedience, we are moving nowhere. Okay? All right. I, uh, I, I will share two more scriptures and then we pray. Because I, be, I believe in praying. I believe in praying. And like I, I, I exhorted you last week, I hope we have not retracted our prayer life after prayer and fasting. We, we maintained. Thank you. We maintained where we got it. We maintained. We sustain it. We can only move forward. We are not of those who look back. We are of those who move forward. I was looking at the prayer guide this morning as, as, as after I, 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 my morning devotion, and it reminded me again that 2024 is the year of open doors. Are you still anticipating? Oh, yeah, it's still the year of open doors. Those open doors are available. Remember, the prophet does not lie. Whether it becomes a reality to you is dependent on your perception. Are you perceiving 2024 as the year of open doors? If you are, then let's go back to Isaiah 45, 1 to 5. I want us to pray with uh, that scripture and another one. Because I... I, I, I I know very well, our 21 days of prayer and fasting were not the, uh, uh, an end to it. It was, it was a cue to how we are going to live this year. So prayers are going to be a cue to that, okay? Let's, uh, yeah, Isaiah 45, 1 to 5. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him and lose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors, so that the gates will not be shut. Amen. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. This is what God is talking to Cyrus about. He's saying there are open doors, and I'm not sending you alone. I'm with you making the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness. Anybody interested in treasures? Yeah, we want the treasures of darkness. They are not hidden from us. They are hidden for us. Okay? And hidden riches of secret places. Do you wonder how come all these riches is around here? Do you see things and you're thinking, 
who are these who are enjoying all these riches? They are supposed to be ours. Remember wealth transfer? We are in that age. It's the age of the wealth transfer. That you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect, I have even called you by your name. I have named you, though you have not known me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God besides me. I will guard you, though you may not know me. Let's move on, just one more scripture. Mm, no, I think it was uh, verse 4 that I wanted us to dwell in. Let's go back to verse 4. No, verse 3. Yes, so I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord who called you by your name, am the God of Israel. So that means there is so much available for us, that, but we are supposed to be obedient to the call to pray so that we can experience the open doors that he's already made for us, okay? So open the double doors for your next level position. That's what we want to pray tonight. We want to pray as we pray in the realm of the spirit. We are opening doors for our next level position. In which area? Spiritually, financially, relationally, whichever way you want, whatever you are believing for, whatever door you want to kick open, it is available. It's yours for the asking as long as you are in obedience. So it talks about breaking barriers. We are going to pray to break barriers that, that contend for our next level anointing. Why? Because the enemy will not bring everything on a silver platter. Listen to Isaiah 10:27. Isaiah 10.27 says, Isaiah 10.27 says, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. How do we contact the anointing? Through obedience to the word of God. So we are breaking barriers by the anointing. We are not breaking barriers by how good we are. We are breaking barriers because we are spending quality time in the presence of the Lord until we are saturated with his glory. That's the anointing that will break barriers and open doors. Okay? So we need the barrier-breaking anointing in our lives. So we want to believe for our hearts, again, I will say, to be tender, tenderized and, and to be able to be drawn to God's word. This is what Ezekiel 36, 26 says. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. What are sta his statutes? It's his word. Okay? So the spirit that is put within us is not so that we can say we are filled with the Holy Spirit. It is put within us because it is the carrier. It is the executor of the will of God. It is the spirit of the Lord that enables us to walk in the word of God. Okay? 
and you will keep my judgments and do them. What is that? We will obey the word. So tonight I'll ask you to stand, we pray, believing God for open doors, believing God to be able to perceive and obey what we perceive, believing God that we will receive the anointing to break the barriers that are hindering our next level positioning. We want to believe God for our hearts to be changed, our hearts to be softened, hearts of flesh that can perceive the word of God, hearts of, of flesh that can be consumed in his presence for length of time. We can't keep being busy, 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 and spend time in his presence, okay? So we want to, believe, to pray tonight, believing God just for, what will I call it? Being reconfigured, if that's suitable for what we are speaking. We want to be reconfigured. We cannot, we cannot end the year again and start another year 2025 20, and then take another prophetic word. I'm believing God that this prophetic word will be effective for as many as will uh, uh, take the word and run with it. The vision has been written, isn't it? That's what Habakkuk said. Write the vision that he may run with it, whoever will hearken and read it. So we've read it. We want to run with the vision. We want to see breakthroughs, barrier-breaking uh, 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 situations in a way that we've never seen before. So tonight we're going to pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. You know what you're needing. You know what you want. We know what the ministry wants. The ministry wants more souls to be uh, uh, received in the kingdom of God. We want to see greater manifestation of the glory of God. We want to see demonstration of the anointing that breaks yoke, people getting healed, people being positioned accurately, people just loving God. We want to see this place full of the glory of God. So we want to pray tonight, just believing for barrier-breaking anointing together in the name of Jesus. Oh, you pray in tongues. You are well taught. Karibashen de sekiri babashan de rebasi babashata sarababashan dari babasa. We bless your great name tonight, O oh God. We bless your great name. The name that is above all other names is the name that has been given to us to overcome all the worlds of this kingdom of earth. And therefore, this evening, Lord our God, we bring our sacrifices of thanksgiving to your great name tonight, O oh God, that we are a privileged Lord. Tonight, we recognize how privileged we are, that we have been given the possession of your possession. The Bible says that we've been raised together with you and your resurrection has become our resurrection and because now we've been possession at a place of no contamination, we can live the lives of honor, the lives of holiness, the lives of consecration and dedication, recognizing that our possession is the top most possession that you can offer. Tonight we recognize what your blood has done. It has made a way and given us access to the Father's throne room that we can come boldly to make our request known to you. Oh Lord our Father tonight. Oh what a place. 
What a place we have. What an honor we have, oh Lord our God. You've given us the highest and the best. There is no higher position. All the other possessions of the earth, they will end on the earth. But the possession that you have given us, the Bible tells us is a position of eternal rulership where we will rule and reign with you. And therefore tonight, oh Lord, as a body of Victory Faith Church, God, we want to be obedient to your call. We want to be obedient to the call of God. We want to be obedient to the call of God. Each one of us has a different uh, 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 revelation at this level, God. And the Bible says that to whom much is given, much is required. And then you will tell us that we incline our ears that we may hear more, oh God. Because there is so much that we can hear from you. Oh, Corinthians 13, 12 tells us that we only know in part. But there is a lot more that you want to unfold to us. That's why Proverbs will remind us that the, the, the path of the righteous is like a light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. So we know our lights are bright, but there is additional brightness that our lights can emanate, that we may be influential in our areas of, 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 of living. And therefore tonight, oh God, we take your precepts. Your word is the lamp unto our feet and our and the light unto our path. Your word is what gives us direction. Your word is what gives us understanding. Your word is what unfolds the perceptions of our heart and they make us uh, uh, in unity with your spirit because your spirit rides on your word. So tonight, oh God, we pray as a body that this 2024, that which you have already made ready for us. Open doors of opportunities. Opportunities that are, that are not only for us, but opportunities where we can impact others. Opportunities where we can transform the lives of others with the knowledge and the wisdom that you have deposited with us. That those opportunities, those, those open doors of opportunities will not close because we have been too lazy to lay hold of. So tonight we lay hold of the opportunities that are open to Victory Faith Church. In the name of Jesus, we declare we know the word. The word of God has already been revealed to us. And so even as we pray that the eyes of our, our understanding be enlightened, we are praying that, that the lies that we know be, be uh, uh, we start to use it, that more may come to us, oh God. So tonight we are asking by the authority of your word, a level of obedience, a level of union, a level of consecration, a level of dedication that is unique to this body, that this body is not found where others are found, but this body is found settling and, 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 and prostrated at the feet of Jesus because the Bible says that you lay down your life that we may become yours. How can we, how can we not take the honor to follow your path? Your path, the Bible says that the, your yoke is not burdensome. 
Your yoke is easy. You're not calling us to do what we cannot do. You're asking us to do what we are well able to do. So Father, tonight we asking that by the help of the Holy Spirit, obeying the will of God and obeying the call of God and doing the works of God and serving in the kingdom of God and giving in the house of God and celebrating the the doings of the Lord become easy to our lives. Oh God, we are not we 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 are not a stubborn congregation. We are a willing congregation. We call ourselves so because that's who we are. We call ourselves a willing congregation. So we partner with you at every level. You've reminded us tonight that with you there is nothing good. Anything that emanates from your voice, oh God, we give it the deal that it carries. We give it the weight that it demands and therefore in the name of Jesus we are confessing by faith and knowing that our confessions of faith are, are in effect because your word oh Lord our God is forever settled in heaven so we are confi- confessing that this congregation is breaking many barriers is breaking barriers is breaking barriers financially is breaking barriers in the business realm is breaking barriers in promotions wherever they work. It's breaking barriers in evangelism. We are breaking barriers in intercession. We are breaking barriers, oh Lord our God, as the people who are known as the worshippers of God. We carry ourselves with the aura of the glory that you have clothed us with, oh God. We are breaking barriers this year, oh Lord our God, in obeying the word of God. We are do not don't have a stubborn heart because you have transformed our hearts, oh God. Any area of hardness that you will find in us, we will pray the prayer that David prayed and said, Create in us a clean heart and renew within us, oh Lord, a contrite spirit. A spirit that can be marinated in the presence of the Lord, that when it's stored. A, 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 a matter by the Lord. It doesn't bring reasonings and anal- analysis. Analysis will never take us anywhere because you call us to prompt obedience. So tonight, in the name of Jesus, we declare that out of our belly shall flow li- rivi- uh, living water. That living water is the water of your word. There's nothing a, 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 a reality life can ride on other than your word and your blood. So we reverence what your word represents. It represents life. It represents success. It represents barrier breaking. It represents open doors. It represents healing. It represents deliverances. It represents unity. Your word represents the life. That's why you say that in you we live and move and we have our being. So tonight we call this congregation a living congregation. It's a living congregation. It's a living testimony of what the Lord can do. It's known in its residential locations as the people that venerate the honor of their God. This congregation, oh Lord our God, is known to be a congregation that fears God. So therefore tonight in the name of Jesus, Oh Lord our God, we commit 
and we commit to obey every little detail oh god and we are asking you for your mercy where we have been disobedient oh lord our god tonight again the blood is available that's why you will say to us that though your sin be as red as crimson come and let's reason together so on our own behalf and on behalf of our uh, our brethren tonight oh lord our god we rededicate ourselves to the house of the lord we rededicate ourselves to the honor of our king we pray again uh, uh, Romans shop and we say that we offer ourselves a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to you oh Lord our God we refuse to be conformed to the pattern of a dying world and because we are carriers of life we change wherever we go because we are carriers of life therefore tonight in the name of Jesus we call ourselves influential we call ourselves impactful we call ourselves world changers we call ourselves the ones that God will use exponentially because we are not reasoning with your voice we obey your voice to the maximum so help us lord so help us lord as a congregation thank you we believe to access the hidden treasures oh god that are hidden for us we believe you for the anointing to break barriers therefore we know we are breaking barriers in 2024 on order god we will only continue to increase we declare none of us will decrease we are not retracting we are increasing therefore in the name of jesus we walk in that anointing we value and we hold it dear because we know it's not by might it's not by power but by your holy spirit we reverence your holy spirit we reverence your word we reverence your blood and we reverence your name in jesus name we pray and father once again we thank you for our pastors we thank you for pastor kala we thank you for pastor davis and his wife we thank you for the leadership of this great ministry every one of them that is committed to see the success of the voice of God in this house by leading us and instructing us and guiding us and uh, and and ushering us into your uh, your purpose oh god we honor them and we pray that you will reward their labor in you we thank you we bless you tonight in Jesus name amen hallelujah